0: One Podcast Mining the Magic the Gathering Subreddits for Salt This is The Howling Salt Mine It's the Howling Salt Mine The
1: Howling
0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Howling Salt Mine podcast, the podcast where we delve into the depths of the Magic the Gathering subreddits, find those salty, salty posts, haul them back up and see what we get. We want to talk about these posts, talk about salty moments, and talk about table dynamics and gameplay dynamics for the game EDH that we love so very much. As always, I'm your host, Sam, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Mike and Tony. Say hey, guys. Hi- yo yo indeed <laughs> hey before we get into anything can we just talk about how fucking dope our new art is for the podcast yeah. yes we can absolutely talk <laughs> Holy about that shit it's insane it is like so
2: much better beyond like anything i could have imagined it's crazy <laughs> Well, can we talk about how it just happened? Like, because we were like, Sam does all our art. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So
3: then somebody, yeah. Yeah. Sam does all our editing too. If any listeners (laughs) are really into
0: (laughs) audio editing. That is one thing I may, I may not give up because I do love editing, (laughs) but yeah, it just kind of like happens serendipitously. So Devin Burnett, who uh, is an amazing tattoo artist in North Carolina. He's in Asheville. So go hit him up if you're in the area. He's a listener of the podcast and heard that episode and reached out and was like, hey, I heard you guys don't have a ton of time to do art. I'd love to help out. And we were like, cool, man. That sounds fucking amazing. <laughs> it's, we were just sort of like, yeah, that, that sounds great. Like, you know, we're, we're working on this new art. I was like, do we ask Devin if he wants to like do a rendition of our podcast art? Because we already had something planned, right? And we were like, yeah, let's just do it. Like, let's see what happens. And Devin came back to us with the most fucking fire art I've ever seen. He did this like amazing rendition of the original Howling Salt Mine podcast art in his like amazing traditional tattoo style. Tony, what's that
2: called? Uh, uh, it's traditional. Do you even watch Ink Masters, Tony? You it's traditional, about it but it's it, it's like open palette. I'm I feel like he listens to this, so I'm gonna feel bad if I don't say it correctly. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just fucking sick. It, yeah, it's, it's like so really good. Dope. It fits into that like style. And just to make sure that like the fans uh got it, his, his handle is j.d.burnett on Instagram. He'll be tagged in the show notes yeah.
0: pretty much from here on out. So, you know, check out the stuff that he does. He's an awesome artist, super cool guy. He listens yeah. with his son. So, shout out to you, Devin, listening right now. Shout out to your son who's definitely not 10 definitely old enough to be listening to us swearing all the fucking time (laughs) (laughs) just erase that from my mind so i'm not thinking about it when we're making lewd jokes
2: (laughs) i think the other cool thing about it is that like the second we saw it so like sam has some tattoos but like neither mike nor i have one and we instantly all were like "Yo, we should get this yeah (laughs) this should should, like actually happen for real (laughs) Oh, man. Do we mention the tattoo challenge? No. <laughs> I don't no. want it to happen before I'm ready. <laughs> no. You don't want it to be out there? Nope.
3: I don't want it to Because nope, well, then I'm a loser if I don't do it, but I can't go you back on it because I've it. claimed
2: it now. You have to do it have At 10,000 followers, I I told Sam. Subscribers. <laughs> Like subscribers. podcast subscribers, 10,000 yeah, yeah, yeah. podcast subscribers. I was like, Sam, I'll get a tattoo of a salt shaker. That would be much bigger than just a salt shaker.
3: Yeah, this is a much bigger tattoo. This is like a, a, a put it on
2: your thigh, like forearm kind of thing. I put it like... on my fucking cheek.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I do have tattoos and I'm fucking going to get this as a tattoo.
1: One day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Unless the podcast tanks in like three months
3: and we never do it again, I'm
0: fucking getting it.
3: (laughs) Even if we do. (laughs) Your Patreon support goes directly to making Sam get this tattoo. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. But, I mean, we're just so
0: stoked. So stoked to have it. I mean, it's amazing. Obviously, you know, you guys probably noticed that we updated from the old artifact card frame to, like, the more modern card frame, too, which Mm. we felt was, like, appropriate. You know, it's kind of like the the next version of the card that's coming out. <laughs> yeah. If you guys miss the old art, you know, we'll do some stuff with it every once in a while for like nostalgia's sake, but we're pretty primed on this new art. So that's going to be like our new thang moving forward. That's more generous. I was going to be like, suck, suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you like that old shake? Get over it. <laughs> yeah, right. Just get over it. And if you're curious about that art that never came to be, maybe one day you'll see it. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe like a play mat one day we've, we've kind of joked about. So
2: we'll see. That could be the 100,000 uh, marker. Oh, we'll do that way before then. Are you kidding me? 100,000. Don't tell them that. They don't know.
0: <laughs> so other than the new art, you've probably noticed that this isn't a typical episode. This is another mail time episode where we are going to be reading listener Submitted questions, listener-submitted mail, and we're gonna get into it. Hell yeah, woo! Here's the salt that never faults. It makes me wanna tap my vault when it comes. I must
3: exalt salt. (laughs) So good. (laughs) How long did you spend writing that? (laughs) Uh, That's great.
2: That's pretty great, though. Now you just got to auto tune it and make it just like the actual like blues clues mail time thing. Why and... was I off pitch? Uh,
3: the fuck Tony. <laughs> <laughs> now we have another nice thing to be exposed to a, like a suit for as well. <laughs> <laughs> come at me,
0: Nickelodeon. <laughs> oh shit. That's Viacom. Never mind. Don't, don't come at me.
2: It's who Viacom Viacom. One of those like super companies that just fucking owns everything. Oh, hmm. uh, I feel like all the old Dragon Ball Z games would always start when they were loading up on the load screen. It'd be like Viacom. Really? And then like Viacom? other things. I think so. Like Budokai, Tenkaichi 2. Fans out there, let me know if I'm wrong. I'm probably wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there'd be like a Capcom and then also a Viacom. I think it would be Viacom first and Capcom and something else. I, I don't
0: know. Well, I'll, I'm not going to look it up now, but I'm, I'm suspect of that. <laughs> well...
2: Let's fucking get it rolling, baby. Let's get
0: it rolling. Oh, what's all? You guys know. All right, we're moving on.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we have other things to talk about. Okay. Our first bit of fan mail comes to us from our friend Lycane. This is a return. You will, you will recognize that name from our first mailtime episode. Lycane actually sent us another one. So let's get into it. This is titled, "Watsy Hates Hex Proof. And the email goes, Howdy, HSM. It's me again with another short story of salt-induced rage. This involves the same player from my salty confessional and my interactions with him in a game with two new players. I had a feeling he wouldn't hold back and make these newbies cry. So to keep things interesting, I went with a more political approach. I played Brina the Demagogue. Fucking love Brina. Shout out to Brina. The other players were Kinnan, Yannette, and Ural. Throughout the game, I played Promise of Loyalty. Yannette casts a Meat Hook Massacre. Kinnan had a Leadership Vacuum. I mean, the art even has Ural yeeting back to the command zone. Let's just <laughs> say the Euro player was not very happy. Kept asking how his Hexproof commander kept getting dealt with throughout the game. We explained that there are plenty of cards that get around Hexproof and more are being printed. The Ural player responded with, Watsi must hate Hexproof. This makes Ural a suboptimal commander now. Is he right? Is Ural suboptimal? Or is he just being salty? Stay salty, Lycane. Mm. So the biggest question on everybody's lips is, who is Ural? What is Ural? <laughs> and it's on their lips, not on their mind. <laughs> <laughs> People say that. People say on their lips. You
3: do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the full name of this card is Ural the Mist Stalker. And this is a 5-5 five, five legendary creature beast. It costs Naya and two generic mana, so five mana total. Ural, the Miststalker, can't be the target of spells or abilities your opponents control. And Ural gets plus two, plus two for each aura attached to it. So this is a Naya Voltron commander. You're dropping fat auras on it, making it unblockable, giving it trample, stuff like that. And it's got like a pseudo hexproof. It actually... Oh, I was about to say it isn't printed with Hexproof, but it has been reworded, uh, rekeyworded to have Hexproof with modern printings. You know, this person is, is pretty salty about getting hit with things like Meat Hook Massacre, Leadership Vacuum, these effects that remove creatures, remove commanders without explicitly targeting.
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's becoming almost more and more common as a result of Of like Hexproof, (laughs) like why I have something that targets when I could just have something that usually wipes the board. You can usually find something that's like one sided and like benefits you. Like I I find myself removing that kind of stuff from from decks, like single target removal feels so bad when you can't fucking use it on the thing that you need to use it on.
3: Yeah. In response to the key question of the post too, of does Watsi hate Hexproof? They absolutely do so much so that they've decided to start printing nerfed versions of it. In yes. Ward. <laughs> that
2: is such a good point, Mike. That's so, such a good point.
3: I do think Watsi hates hexproof, but I don't think it's because uh, I think it's because, because hexproof is, is so damn good. Yeah. Hexproof yeah. is just really, really strong when, you know, 80% of the stuff that does get your commander is suddenly gone. Uh, that's pretty crazy. They should just bring back more Shroud.
0: Well, well, that's where it started, right? Like they started with Shroud and then Hexproof was like
2: the buffed version of Shroud. And then they're like, oh, too much. (laughs) Well, Hexproof was the version that didn't feel dumb because you couldn't like do stuff with your own things. Tried Wombo comboing with like creatures when you have a uh, lightning greaves on and oh, you man. don't have another creature to bounce to, and then it's like a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I've I've whipped on Silvala many a time because I'm <laughs> all of a sudden I'm like, oh shit, I can't, I can't target Silvala to untap her because yeah. she's shrouded right now.
0: <laughs> I do want to point out that leadership vacuum does have Ural getting yeeted into like a vortex in the art. <laughs> I, I do want to read this one just because it's cool. Leadership Vacuum is a blue instant that costs one blue and two generic mana. Target player returns each commander they control from the battlefield to the command zone, and then you draw a card. So it can trips as well. Huh. It's interesting because it targets the player, but three mana for that effect. I mean, to get around Hexproof, obviously that's a fantastic thing to have, but that, that kind of, it's not like the greatest card,
3: I would say. Well, it's an uncommon. It's a baby rift for one more mana that draws you a card and yeah, that's a good point it's a good way of and it doesn't it.
2: put it in their hand it makes it cost more still yeah yeah it puts it back to the command zone like right that's way better than like i mean that feels better than most blue just like bounce spells specifically for commander right yeah. So like yeah. when you That's play me, you run this because every single one of my decks is like a linchpin commander. So like that'll hurt because then I got to cast yeah. them again. Yeah. Let, let's take a quick break and Mike, you and I can just buy some
0: copies
3: to slot in our decks. <laughs> the fuck over Tony. Tony,
0: what other cards ruin your <laughs>
3: strategies? <laughs> also take that partner commanders. Finally, the answer that we've yeah. needed. <laughs> I was seeing the same thing. It's like, man, it'd be nice if they're playing partners because you get a twofer, you know? <laughs> or if they've taken someone else's commander. Spicy tech. Oh, control. Yeah. Use Zedru. Give them
0: your Zedru. (laughs) Bounce your Zedru back to the command zone. Profit. Recast
1: Zedru. (laughs) Synergy. (laughs)
0: Clean (laughs) lines (laughs) of play. Yeah, Zedru players uh, are rejoicing. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, this is an interesting one. I mean, uh, it's interesting. Well... I say that a lot when I'm just like thinking this is an interesting one. (laughs) We got an interesting post. We got a, (laughs) I'm just so interested by things guys. (laughs) (laughs) I think we've said this before, but there's just a case of bad breaks. And sometimes with those linchpin commander decks, you just have a situation where you're coming up against the correct answer over and over and over again. I mean, I play a few Voltron decks and Sometimes those games really suck and you just kind of do nothing. <laughs> like that's the reality of it, you know? Yeah. When Rafiq costs nine, I am not going to win that
2: game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we think about the salt rating here? Again, kind of back to OPs, like does Watsi hate Hexproof? Do you hate Hexproof? How salty does Hexproof make you? So
0: with with the post, they asked, is Ural suboptimal or is this player being salty? And also the question, does Watsi hate Hexproof? I think all of those can be true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think Watsi likes Hexproof. I think they have built things to get around it. Granted, you know, Leadership Vacuum clearly has been built to get around effects like this. Ural is in the damn art, right? Meat Hook Massacre has not been made to get rid of Hexproof. Fucking Board wipes, literally any board wipe gets around hexproof. Wrath of God will get around hexproof. Like, these are very basic things to come up against. And if you haven't planned for that, then I I think that you are being salty in this situation. I mean, like you said, Mike, Leadership Vacuum is really no different from a very comparable effect to like an overloaded Cyclonic Rift. It's bouncing without targeting, targeting a player, but you know what I mean? Bouncing a creature without targeting the creature and like Wrath of God, uh, Cyclonic Rift, these are extremely common cards you come up against. And can you really fully plan for those? Maybe not. But when you come up against them, you can be frustrated in the moment, but you're not like, wow, my commander is bad and has been nerfed to the point where it's suboptimal and cannot be played. Like, that's not true. Ural is still super fun.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I feel like the salt from the euro player is like they should accept it. But like... I get how they're a little salty. Like, I would be, like, a teensy bit salty because it's, like, I picked this card because it says Hexproof on it. So I'm hoping it's going to get a little less interaction. And so anytime a Borway comes down, you're just going to be sad. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> you got to, like, figure out a way to get around that. But, like, if I was them, I would feel the salt in the moment. Like, I would accept it. I probably wouldn't grow it at the table, but I would, like... I would probably get quiet. And I'd just sit there and be like, okay, like, (laughs) whatever. This is normally what I say when I can't do anything about stopping it. I think there's a difference between accepting
0: the salt and feeling a little bummed out that it's happening and saying, oh, Wizards of the Coast has designed the game where this commander is suboptimal now. (laughs) Like, that is not not why
2: your year old got disrupted three times <laughs> like- no when you put it like that i really i think yeah watsi's done it like you're always suboptimal all the <laughs> way down like it's unfair that's just fucking bullshit well there is this thing sometimes
0: where i, I think you've talked about it before on, on the show mike where when you are salty you just blame everything else <laughs> that you possibly can except for one luck and two, yourself, which yeah. are <laughs> usually like the two <laughs> highest things up there. Like, just chill and, and may, maybe have like another creature that you can load auras on in your year old deck. Like, don't just have one, or, you know, just be like, yeah, it was shitty, shitty luck that it came against those three effects in a single game. Just yeah. play again, and I bet you won't come up against those. Mike, what do you think the rating is here?
3: I think the salt rating is pretty high. It's one of those classic moments where you're picking something because you think it does something, but then it doesn't end up doing it. And in, in here you think it's dodging everything and really like it doesn't do that. So yeah. you, just get, <laughs> you get sad, you get sad about it. You can't avoid that. Like nothing nothing can dodge like all of a certain play pattern that you want it to avoid. Like yeah. there are uncounterable spells for a reason. There's always an answer for almost every single thing in the game. And that's like that's something that's pretty carefully designed into it that you can't really get like hard locks on things. And this is just sort of one of those cases where you can't really lock your opponent's out from interacting with your board. The best you can do is make it difficult to do that and and hexproof totally does, so
2: Unless you mind slaver them to death.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or or like a Dranith magistrate lock. Or the Holy <laughs> Trinity of Stacks, which is my favorite. <laughs> so, like those hard locks do exist, but if you want to have a commander that is hexproof, indestructible, you know, some crazy stat line, so it can't get minus X minus X like immune to
3: sacrifice
0: effects. Yeah. Immune to sacrifice <laughs> effects too. Yeah. Put that, uh, Oh, what the fuck is that? Artifact cannot um, be bounced. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't even think there is like an anti-bounce thing, which they no. should. That's a design space that hasn't been played with yet. <laughs> um, I was thinking about that the other day, actually. Finally, Ural will be competitive again. <laughs> <laughs> coming to the, come,
3: coming to the triple
0: S tier CDH. Your
3: two <laughs> 2.0 cannot be returned to hand. <laughs> or command zone <laughs> cannot go back to command zone
0: that would be hilarious on a commander what would you even do anyways um but yeah light like cane thank you for writing in this
3: person's just salty <laughs> <laughs> all right well how about a uh, another tale from the mines another tasty morsel Ooh, yeah
0: let's mm. dig into this one this one came to us via a Reddit DM from user unlimited me one. Thank you for sending us the salty story. And they say, okay, God, this is bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a
0: great way to start it off. I need to say that I'm a boy and I have a twin sister because of this. I've had to share everything since birth. If I didn't want to share, this would lead to fights both physical and argumentative. I feel that. Siblings, am I right? (laughs) High school is when I had gotten into magic. My group played standard, then went into modern and eventually commander. My sister had a recent falling out with her group of friends, so she did not have the best self-esteem or mental state at the time. She's fine now. She started hanging out with my playgroup because of this, and we were happy to have her there. After a while, she expressed interest in wanting to learn how to play magic. And this is the confession. After 17 years so far of sharing, willingly or not, everything with her, finding something I liked that she wasn't interested in was so nice for me that I didn't want to give it up. After she asked me to teach her, I put together two 60 card decks that were the most complex, unfriendly, and downright nasty builds <gasps> my high school collection <laughs> could put together. <laughs> 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 We then played, and she hated it so much because of the lengthy turns, boredom, and my purposeful unhelpfulness that she has never thought about playing <laughs> MTG. Oh, no. The sad part is that now I've grown up, I would love to teach her and even buy or help her build a deck. However, I don't think that time will ever come.
1: Oh,
0: oh no. That is an amazing salty confessional uh, that's that yeah <laughs> that's like
3: a real life confessional that just happens to involve magic <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow uh what a tragedy yeah that's um that's special
2: <laughs> what
3: else can you even
2: say like yeah like
3: it's just what were the decks that were involved in this do we have any info on that I do. I do have some info on that. So, um, Unlimited Me One
0: reached out and, and, you know, we were chatting about this and uh, let me know the decks that were being used there. They say if you're curious about the decks I made, it was a hodgepodge of Innistrad, Return to Ravnica Block, and Theros. One was a blue black mill bestowed devotion deck, and the other was a red white historic, a red white heroic fateful hour human deck. That I gave to her. I made the decks
3: as complex and nonsensical as possible. <laughs> oh, that's brutal. There's a I I have a joke with, with my sister where wherever we're playing a game, uh, she'll just accuse me of having made up rules for for stuff. Cause we'll, we'll always be playing and I'll have like read the rule book and and be teaching her the game. And we'll get to a point where something like goes in my favor, and she'll be like, You made that up. You made that rule up uh and i think we used to try and play magic and that just constantly happened so yeah it can be uh magic can be such a frustrating game to learn in the best of circumstances so the idea of trying to learn it when someone is actively sabotaging your ability to become interested well that's
2: what i was gonna say oh, like even brutal. now there's like there's like way more uh available content to show like people how to play like an arena has like a pretty good like tutorial but even then It's like fucking confusing as fuck. Mostly combat, like assigning blockers, damage, all that. Like, I just can't even imagine. I I feel like I know how easy it would be, though, to make it so fucking complicated. that Like somebody would be like, you know what? This isn't for me. I'm not going to play anymore.
0: I mean, there's a moment when you're learning magic that, like whether it's with a pre-con or like one of those pre-made decks on Arena that you kind of start out with, like those starter decks, where as you're playing it, you see the synergy like you see okay i gain two life off this thing this guy lets me pay one and draw a card when i gain life i'm seeing how these puzzle pieces fit together if you're like okay i have a bestow creature i cast this in as like an enchantment i guess and it's an aura and then it's like yep and now you mill three cards because you have a mill strategy as well and you're like but why do i want to mill it's like, I don't know. Who made these decks? <laughs> <laughs> like It would be so confusing. Just be like, what is the point of this? Like, I'm just doing shit.
3: Yeah. Imagine sitting someone down for the first time to play and handing them Gitrog. It's yeah. like, <laughs> that person's <laughs> never playing another game again. Yeah. Oh, man. CDH Gitrog.
0: I think we've talked about it on this before, but what a beautifully made deck, but so fucking complicated. <laughs> yeah. Like The people that can play that without the primers are like, like gods it's unbelievable I, I i cannot imagine the few times i played it in our pod i had to open up the primer and like read it through for me and for everybody else <laughs> just, just to be like i
2: think this is actually I feel like doing we still we like i don't know if it's happening <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah
0: there's still like a good 10 iterations of me actually walking through it to like see if it would work where we were like is this gonna do anything yeah that is a wild story Your salty sins are forgiven in the eyes of the salt mine. (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys release you? (laughs) We release you from this. (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys ever encountered something like this where like, not that you, yeah, maybe that you like taught somebody something wrong or like tried to make it a little unpleasant so they wouldn't like be into it.
2: Yeah, for sure. I, I feel like I don't I know I've done this in my life. Like, There's no doubt about it that there's been like something that like I did uh, that I didn't want my sibling to be like involved in. And so like aimed towards making it a more unpleasant experience rather than a pleasant experience for them to like maintain what I like separate from them uh and i feel like most people can say that they've done it with random people too like it doesn't have to be someone that's like close to you probably more common when it's people that aren't close to you because you're like whatever i don't give a shit but like <laughs> when it's like actually someone close to you that it's much more of a feel bad but
3: i feel like i've unintentionally done this before where i'm just so excited about it i start like dumping <laughs> all of the rules on someone and they're like uh, no i'm gonna go play something else thanks though <laughs> Yeah, I am definitely
0: just like that, Mike. Like I've had times where I was teaching my wife how to play magic and she always jokes that I got so into the rules and talking about it where I was like, this is a card. Cards are pieces of paper. It's like, I didn't get that deep, but that is like (laughs) the joke that she always
1: says.
0: (laughs) I've also had the opposite where like when I really started to get really good at magic and like kind of taking it seriously, I would still play friends who were taking it like fairly casually, you know? And I would play with them and like, I remember playing with one of my friends and just beating them like five games in a row. And I could see how like demoralized and sad they were after. So I started like, kind of throwing games so that they would continue to play with me, which is like the opposite of this but also just as uh dishonest i think (laughs) like oh wow you beat me should we play again like
3: you want to play next week (laughs) like it's weird he beats me the entire time and then always the last game i managed to get one (laughs) i
2: just wanted to have someone to play with so badly (laughs) yeah so what do we think about the salt rating here
0: Oh man. I mean, this is high salt, but also a salt that everybody knows the flavor of. If you have siblings, like there's (laughs) always something in your life when you're growing up with your sibling, where you're like, I need this to just be mine. And I don't want you to be a part of it. Or like, I need my space. I need my thing, you know, because they're just like, so you're living in the same house. You're like being driven in the same car all the time. They're just so (laughs) in your space that you need your own thing. And it definitely, it definitely like
2: resonates. (laughs) I know the taste of that salt. (laughs) Yeah. Is there, is there holy salt? I don't think so. (laughs) Like Like holy water? Like confessional, like this is, this is a true confessional. (laughs) Dude, it's the salty communion
0: wafer that I mentioned in like episode (laughs) five or six that you guys chided me over.
3: (laughs) This is the salt in like the back of the cupboard that you like take out and you're like, oh, this is probably i don't know it's been the back of the cupboard i bet it's less salty and then it's not at all it's it's exactly the same Then you read it you read the label out loud and you're like oh no it's salt yeah yeah it's still confirmed salt (laughs)
0: like the latent humidity has just turned it into like a solid brick of salt it's like no not even granular anymore you have to like chisel it off it's like oh god it's become
3: something much worse yeah (laughs) oh man but i do wish i wish the best for this reddit user too i hope that somehow someday there's a deck in this person's sister's hands that they're playing they're playing magic with i I totally agree and man i just want to say take this moment to say
0: r.i.p dual decks Mm. i fucking loved dual decks that was one of my favorite wizards of the coast products for years and years and years before i got into commander my wife and i would play all the time you know i've got a bunch of like 60 card decks just like random jank And we would go head to head. I actually had 20 at one point and we would like line them all up and roll the D20 and pick random decks and face off. It was so fun. And one of the best things were these dual decks because this dual deck product, you would have these two fairly balanced decks straight out of the box. Some are better than others, but they were all pretty fun to play against and came for this like great experience. And that was one of our favorite things. And it's just a bummer that that product doesn't exist anymore. Cause I loved it. And it's great for like teaching somebody. It's great for having that fun, balanced pickup and play experience.
2: I feel like the key there is the like easy to play aspect and it's still being fun for like all levels. Cause it's like yeah. super hard to attain that. Like God, or those decks called? jumpstart is that what it was like? Those, jumpstart. those were super, super fun to play. And you just mash two decks together but i wouldn't say that that's like a super like you couldn't take somebody that had like no magic experience and like haven't played it. there still was like sort of complicated synergies that like could happen but i think that's probably one of the closer products to like those dual decks that have been out in the past few years but just of like pick up play you don't need to like bring anything super fun but it's still kind of complicated for like a new player truly mm. new I'll take this moment to shout out my
0: friend, Matt, who I saw a couple of weeks ago, played some magic with, and he's been teaching his oldest kid to play magic. And the way he does it is he has a deck of only creatures and then a deck of land. And basically they're drawing normally going through the steps normally with their creature deck. And then every turn they take a land and put it out. You don't have to worry about missing a land drop, but you still have the mana resource to play with. And he says it's been super, super fun. And I'm sure he's going to like eventually introduce instants and sorceries and all that kind of stuff as
2: you keep going. Just seems and like it'll a cool be way like, to teach fuck someone. Fuck you, you don't get to just get a land drop every turn. Yeah. <laughs> you must build your deck correctly. <laughs> yeah, he
0: said he, he genuinely lost a game. I was like, dude, <laughs> did you bust out like your CDH prosh deck? And he was like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> going to learn today. Yeah. <laughs> Well, shall we, guys? One more. Hell mm-hmm. yeah. Dip on into our mailbag here. Dip on in there. This one was another Reddit DM to us with a, a bit of a salty story from a throwaway account. So you'd know it's good. <laughs> what does that mean? Am I scrub? Do you not know what a throwaway account is?
2: No, my loser.
0: Yeah, you are a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Now on Reddit, lots of people have throwaway accounts where it just is like throwaway, blah 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 blah. You know, just like a who gives a shit what the username is, and you know they use it to like say controversial shit. They use it to like look at porn. It's just their other other
2: accounts so that they don't get they don't lose karma. It's your porn account. It's your yeah, obviously makes sense. It, it's also porn your account. slash bitch fest account. Like yeah, exactly. You Bitch on it you lose all your karma and you get to watch some porn too. So yeah. it's like, you can cuss as
0: much as you want. Yeah.
2: Um, okay. It makes sense. I'm tracking. I think that's my main account. I don't
0: know. I, I think people also use it on like, am I the asshole things and like relationship advice stuff when they don't want to be like found.
3: You yeah. Know? I think it's just when, whenever people want another layer of anonymity, if like some people know their account, Yeah. Like if I wanted to shit on YouTube guys,
0: I would just use my throwaway account. Right. (laughs) Yeah. When I post salty stories, it's just, you know. (laughs) Yeah. When I post and send salty stories to myself. So we have stuff to read on the podcast. I use throwaway accounts to do it. (laughs) So this post goes, hi there. I love your guys podcast and want to add my own salt to the cart. Well, thank you. Let's throw it on in there. I play with a group of mine and my roommate's friend at our house on Friday nights. Friday night magic, baby. I love hanging out with everybody. I don't dislike anyone except one guy. You do dislike someone. Typical. (laughs) It's morbid time. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. Side note: somebody said that to me, like in the wild on uh, our Twitter account the other day, and it like fucking made my day. I love that. We were talking. I was talking with somebody, or somebody was talking about the new. Um, it's not Shazam. The new Black Adam movie that I guess was like absolute garbage. And I was like, "Is it worse than Morbius?" And then one of one of our followers commented, "Licks teeth. It's Morbin time."
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's just so good. It's amazing. it's <laughs> really good. Oh, I love it. Anyways, let's keep going. I love hanging out with everybody. I don't dislike anyone except one guy. But the more I get into the game and improve my play in decks, the more our games tilt me. They have zero threat assessment. The second somebody is clearly the threat, everybody dogpiles on them. We'll exile their best cards. We'll destroy lands, wipe boards, fuck their wives, and break their kneecaps. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh (laughs) the problem is after removing the threat from the board they'll keep attacking that person and continue to remove their stuff they ignore the fact that there is now a new threat that is ahead of everybody at the table no amount of talking or convincing works the person who is second practically gets king made every single game i understand how salty i sound right now but i keep my salt to myself and don't let it affect my friendships or my play the one person who i don't like makes this all the more worse Of course they do. Fuck that guy. (laughs) (laughs) He tilts a lot and does let the game affect how he treats us at the table. He doesn't say anything rude, but to me, actions speak louder than words. On multiple occasions, he has scooped at instant speed out of frustration. And at one time, he even packed up everything and left because of a game. He often makes spiteful plays. I know this because before you can even say what card you're casting, he's already tapping mana and throwing down a counterspell because you did something to make him mad. I had my mana dork counterspelled like five turns after I exiled his mind crank blood chief ascension combo off the board before it could come online. He will destroy things of players who clearly aren't the threat on the board because you did something to make him angry. I understand going to the salty side from time to time, but he literally does these sorts of things every single time we play. I don't know a good way to end this. I wrote a lot because I'm terrible at condensing my thoughts. Thanks for reading. And yes, I did make a throwaway to write this because my friends know my main. (laughs) 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 First of all, amazing, amazing salty story. Oh, that is so good. Uh, Second of all, Tony, is this you? (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, are you the, are you
0: the guy in this in this story <laughs>
3: <laughs> i um, mean sometimes you gotta send people a message fucking shit. <laughs> can't just take that lying down yeah i think the problem here is apparently every time you gotta send people a message <laughs> they gotta know the people
2: gotta know <laughs> there's
3: a
0: blind fury in <laughs> in casting the counter spell before you even know what is hitting the stack, that frankly, <laughs> I kind of respect
2: <laughs>
0: to just be like, Yeah, fucking that fucking Lenore elves, it's gone.
2: <laughs> I think I've done things similar to that for sure, but I don't know if I've ever gotten to the level of like. Countering it before, like, in like a lot of times in my head, I'm like, I don't even give a fuck what they play, but I'm gonna just like remove whatever. I've got like one piece of remove on my hand. I don't give a shit. I'm like doing it. Yeah,
0: I mean, you know, I I feel like this is, I feel like that's something that most players can resonate with. I think anyone who says they've never made a spike play is probably lying. <laughs>
2: they fucking are lying they don't even know what a spy play is if they're saying that they haven't exactly like it just happens you know sometimes you gotta like you said done you gotta send a
0: message you gotta retaliate a little bit but if you're doing that every fucking game something has gone
2: wrong yeah and yeah i feel like it also depends on like how much it is but i know in our player group almost once a game all of us will do something where we'll be like you know what i know this is the wrong play but you fucked with me. So like, now I'm going to do it. And like, whether it like leaves you completely open or just like, I like sending a message. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I
0: was yeah. about to say, yeah, someone does do that. Who does that? Tony, who could that be?
3: <laughs> yeah. Who does that every game? Let's
2: solve this mystery. <laughs> yeah. Yo, you do it too. Don't even at me right now. Don't even at me.
3: Yeah. I, my main piece of advice here to this listener is to, uh, be in second place yeah (laughs) (laughs) sounds like it really is gonna work out for him (laughs) that would make me salty though too especially it sounds like maybe this player that gets so cranky like gets out in the lead a lot of the time and then gets beat down like uh and they just don't see that that's what's gonna happen you know like this blood chief mind crank is blade of the blood chief and Minecrank, Minecrank and ascension. blood
0: chief ascension Mindcrank.
3: which is like insane it's, it's a, like you just yeah, mill people when they die it's a win combo so it's gonna yeah. get removed but uh... <laughs> why didn't you
0: let me just win the game <laughs> yeah. <sighs> <laughs> yeah i mean i i think it's really funny the zero threat assessment i'm gonna reference something that like not many people have seen maybe <laughs> have you guys ever seen the movie kung pao enter the fist Nope. No. Oh man, you're fucking missing out. Well, there's this scene. It's basically like, it's a couple old Kung Fu flicks that have been edited together. And this like comedian edited his face over the protagonist's face. And then it's all redubbed with like, you know, (laughs) really funny jokes. I mean, it's like, it's very like dated and slapstick, but it is wicked funny. Uh, Shout out to everybody who knows what I'm talking about. But there's this training montage part where he's like fighting these three guys with bow staffs and they start fighting him and he just gets hit and he goes down and they just keep like beating his unconscious body. And they're like, he didn't say to stop. We just have to keep going. And they just keep like laying into him. And that's exactly what I think about with this. I was like, stop. He's already dead. Like you don't need to keep fucking up this one player. And everyone's yeah. just, like, going in hard, like, yeah, now get his lands. Yeah, get his artifacts next. Fucking yeah. this guy. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't have anything left to give.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, how are, we, how are we feeling? What's that salt level on this boy? Oh, so salty, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is, like, this is... This is a
0: shaker that is full and being just like whipped around over your head, shooting (laughs) salt all over the people around you. This is like as, as salty as it could possibly be. I mean, somebody who's just freaking out every single game, constantly getting tilted, doing spite plays to the point where like you can, you can sometimes justify your spite play that it's still a good move, right? You can be like, well, you know, yeah, Mike's got something strong and Tony has something strong, but Tony slighted me, so I'm going to remove his thing. But when yeah. you're like, I'll use my counter spell on a Lanoir elf. That
3: is beyond. <laughs> that is beyond <laughs> rationalization. Yeah, this is like, this is the salt shaker on a diner table. Like if it starts getting low, even a little bit, someone comes by and refills it. That, that salt is just permanently <laughs> fully fully up. I almost envision <laughs> it as like,
2: parmesan cheese but like but salt so it's like somebody's like oh do you want some salt and they're putting it on for you and you're like that's good okay like we get it and then then they keep going and you're like oh wait no no no, i'm I'm good i don't need like i don't need any more and they just keep keep pouring that salt on
0: that's enough slices yeah (laughs) makes me think of that uh here's another funny reference that very few people will get but you guys will get that Kylo Ren Parmesan cheese meme, <laughs> where he's like, War! <laughs> War! <laughs> and they're grinding the Parmesan cheese on his spaghetti. <laughs> oh, man. If I can find that video, I'll stick it in the show great. notes. Yeah, you, should use use the, <laughs> shit. you should use the
3: audio clip from that.
0: <laughs> oh, on a reel. Yeah. Dude, I'll put the audio clip into the episode, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> uh, I'll edit yeah. this out if I can. That would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it might be that time, like the time, right? Like, I think it's the time, the time that we look forward to every week, every fucking week, The time where we say, Mike, what's the salty card of the week? Well,
2: blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I was gonna oh, say what, no, what one, is that, no one's gonna do, no one's gonna I don't do know, I think of anything and then Somehow Adams Family is the first thing that popped That's into what my head. I, heard too. I was like, is that the start of the Adams <laughs> Family salt? The Adams
3: Family salt. The Adam's... Man, Freudian slip. I want the salt. <laughs> <laughs> well, our salty card of the week is it's a flip card, which I don't think we've Ooh. had yet, which is Ooh. fun. What flip card could be on the salty list? Huh? What recent flip card? printed within the last year could just be completely salt inducing well it's turgrid god of fright
0: <laughs> 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 oh yeah that oh, one that one right 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 <laughs> you almost forget that it even has a card back because it's so fucking salty. The back is so yeah. <laughs> yeah no one
3: plays the back i want to play a backside a turgrid's lantern commander deck oh <laughs> man um, that would be for the memes it would be great so turgard god of fright is three and two black for a legendary creature god it is a menace and it has menace and it has whenever an it opponent- is menace <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a menace at the table <laughs> uh, whenever an opponent sacrifices a non-token permanent or discards a permanent card you may put that card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control and it's a four or five And I'm not even going to read the back because no one plays it. (laughs) No, let's read. Come on, read Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) And the back is uh, three and a black for a legendary artifact. It says tap target player loses three life unless they sacrifice an on land permanent or discard a card. And you can pay three and a black to untap it.
0: And it's called Turgrid's
3: Lantern. Yes. Which is perfect for going into the salty mines. (laughs) Yep.
0: It really lets
3: you dive in there. (laughs) Tony, what about this card makes you salty? It's so, not even asking <laughs> not if even it the makes himself quest- no. What about it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, for the record, before we get into it, I actually did think about building the other side of this only because I thought it would be kind of interesting because basically it's like a get infinite mana and like win the game. Uh, like, that's what it conceivably says because you can like untap it, do some shenanigans. The reason that I was like, I'm going to build that side of it is because the other side so it has everyone say like fuck you i hate you like yeah i feel like the style of deck is obviously i'm going to make you discard i'm going to make you sacrifice your shit and i i mean i've had this out and i actually had it in my prismatic bridge deck and like it like unintentionally got value it just like happens like like you just like gain a lot of value for it it's like really cool it's a really powerful effect mm-hmm. um but it's kind of annoying as fuck yeah (laughs) nobody like enjoys that style uh again it's almost like you're telling your opponents that they can't do things because you're denying them resources from their hands and you're like making them sacrifice things and so as a result everybody's just gonna hate you (laughs) and they're not gonna want to play with you and so like you might have fun that first time you play it no one else will. You're mm. just gonna feel bad. Like it's not even like a question. It's just obvious. Like that is what is going to happen. So like you could feel cool and good about it, but like that's where it's gonna land. No one's gonna enjoy that shit but you. Yep. So yes, it makes me salty. <laughs> and if it was happening
3: to me, I'd be so fucking pissed. Oh yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Sam? Uh, how does this make you salty? Yeah, I mean, I I think the play pattern
0: for me is really just the big thing. Like Tony said you can incidentally get a shit ton of value off this card. I think we said it in an older episode that Turgrid came up or something like that, but um, and there, maybe it was a, a Reddit comment, but there is no way to build Turgrid where that stuff isn't happening. Right. Like mm. even just normally playing the game, you will maybe need to discard the hand size. You will maybe need to, sacrifice your fetch land or or even like a like a shitty fetch land um someone might play a wheel like yeah you never know what's gonna happen like like gen just general through the general mechanics of play turgrid is going to accumulate value then you couple that with the type of deck build that turgrid wants which is heavy discard heavy edict effects where you're causing people to sacrifice things and now you have this engine where what it really is, is it's a theft deck with resource denial, where it says, you can't discard, yeah. you can't sacrifice, because if you do, I'm going to steal your shit. And it, it's really kind of this like twist on a theft deck in Mono Black. I mean, it's brutal to face because you don't really think about all the stuff that they're going to get, but they get so much. Like, think of how often you're sacrificing something in a game. Like, my Alesha deck would be hosed dude so so yeah, completely hosed. knocked out i mean nick was playing nick was playing his tiny bones deck the other day which is a whole nother thing um and he got turgrid out he's he runs turgrid in the 99 and got it out and it was like in a single turn he played one thing that made us all discard one card and it was like a huge deal <laughs> i think <laughs> we had we had to really think about it thankfully i had some graveyard exile stuff That was able to save us from him getting too much value, but he still got like pretty decent value off.
3: Yeah. He was four mana away from getting an Imperial recruiter.
0: Yeah. And he was out on like, he was only out for like one or two turns before it got removed. It was crazy. It's crazy how little it needs to go off. Yeah. It gets me salty.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's not fun to play against. (laughs) Where uh, Where on the list does it sit, Mike? So this right now is the 18th salty card. That feels good. That feels right. How do you feel about this, Mike? I think that this one totally makes sense as a high salt card. Uh, I think, you know, we've talked about so much why it feels oppressive to play against, but I think it's, again, also one of those commanders that, since it's such a kill on sight, Like when you drop it, if you're the person playing it, you're still going to get your commander removed all the time and that's going to make you salty. So like no matter what's happening with the target at the table, someone's getting salty. Yeah, uh, it just depends which side that's on. Well, that's because Watsy hates Turgrid and has designed <laughs> cards
0: to specifically remove her from the game. Yep. It is
3: suboptimal brain. because of I that. I was gonna act. say she's she's
2: suboptimal now.
3: <laughs> yeah. she's that's why you just can't good. not even see EDH viable, just absolute <laughs> bottom tier. It's a bummer because I think it's a really interesting space. Like you were hinting at this, Sam. Like it's a really interesting space for black to be in, this theft yeah. style deck. And they just Either spoiled or just printed. I, I I forget, but there's another different take on Turgrid coming out that was spoiled recently that I think oh, yeah. people are excited about. I don't know it's if like it's another Turgrid, someone was yeah, calling it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's like um,
0: once per turn
3: or right. It's either once per turn or like it has to be but it's like anytime they die or something. I, I might yep. look that up at some point. But I think it's an interesting space. So it's a bummer that the card is kind of just too powerful for its own good in some ways it just makes the game very one track once it comes yeah. out
0: uh, i mean you kind of hinted at it mike for those who don't know turgrid does have a very powerful cdh build higher actually played it recently on the professor's shuffle up and play show he had like a cdh special he still lost Adnos, but did some like crazy shit on the stack it was really cool to see it go off mm-hmm. but it's one of those decks that regardless of how you build it It's gonna have some element of it being oppressive, again, just through like the typical mechanics of the game. And then it's hard to say what like the floor is for that power level and what table it would feel balanced at. Mm -hmm. That's not CDH or really high power because it's just very oppressive. Mm -hmm. Tony, you have intrigued me with a Turgid's Lantern deck. And I wonder if you built it specifically only around Turgrid's Lantern, sleeved it in such a way where only Turgrid's Lantern was out and you <laughs> sat down and you were like, this is my Turgrid's Lantern deck. I am going to only cast Turgrid's Lantern. <laughs> if, if I ever cast Turgrid, I will concede. Like I will, yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you I will not.
3: And because it is a pretty dope infinite
0: mana
2: outlet.
3: Yeah. Like that's how you win the game. Or just big mana outlet. You don't even need infinite. Like, if you can get big mana with, like, Black Market or something. Um, What is that What is that big X sorcery
2: that... Oh, Torment of Hailfire.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, Torment of Hailfire. So Turgrid's Lantern is basically a single instance of Torment of Hailfire for a, a single player. And then you're just busting it out over and over and over and over again, which is cool, kind of cool.
3: It's also yeah. one of the only cards they're so reluctant to print discard effects at instant speed and Turgid's lantern can, I mean, they have the option to sack a permanent or lose through life, but you can sometimes get someone to discard at instant speed, which is neat too.
2: Most likely though, at that point, you're just winning though, right? Yeah. 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 (laughs) With the infinite. Yeah.
3: Yeah,
2: But that was definitely what I was thinking about building. Might still build someday. I think that would be kind of fun to play against, especially like a
0: a more like casual level, like, three or four card infinite mana combos.
2: Yeah. In mono black, like that's hard. I think what would happen is you would just wind up putting it in kind of like a bunch of delay so that you live kind of cards and then like tutor out about the like combo pieces. I feel like you would want to, for it to be like decent, you would still need a lot of tutor effects and still wouldn't be that good. Look for a hot second, I was looking at making it a CDH deck kind of before the Turgrid deck came out which just plays better <laughs> not doing yeah, that so and much so, like so good which is that because i wanted it to be like oh like get infinite mana do the thing but i
3: mean yeah, you could so. still have that as your win con actually in a in a normal Turgrid cdh that would yeah. be interesting like have just some sack outlet so that once you have gotten enough value you just sack turgrid recast turgrid's lantern and use your infinite mana outlet as a win con
0: but then you're casting turgrid yeah, yeah yeah totally Just not allowed. allowed yeah no. <laughs> right. you've already lost at that point i do as much as i don't like this card i do want to shout out the kaldheim god design space mm. which i think is really cool specifically for standard where it really rewards having both sides of the card out at a single moment um because having turgrid's lantern out with turgrid is super powerful you're you're forcing somebody to sack or discard or at least grind them down grind down their life total in like a standard format um i can see i mean i don't play standard but in a standard format i can see how cool that would be and i think a lot of the call time gods have that in common where the two sides synergize with themselves and it rewards you for running you know multiples in like a 60 card deck
1: Mm
2: -hmm. so what you're saying is you need sakashima uh in the deck so that you can have them both out at the same time yeah just cheat and put <laughs> a blue card in your deck yeah well i mean then you just make it eureka right so that you can run them both and like oh, eureka, at that point like, they're they're bad eureka because is <laughs> Eureka's not powerful so it's like fine
0: yeah oh man speaking weak of decks deck. that you can't build weak Eureka. <laughs> the the CDH version of it and the high power casual version I run right now are just like ten cards different.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <I hate that. laughs>
3: All right. Well, that's it for the salt card of the week. Hope you've been sufficiently salted.
0: I feel salted. Well, thanks, Mike. And that's it for the episode. Thanks again for tuning in to the mail time episode. If you want to be included on the next mailtime episode um email us your salty stories to the howling at gmail.com as always we ask you to keep those short sweet and to the salt and um or you can also dm them to us on reddit we're the howling salt mine on reddit or you know you can send them to us on instagram if that works better for you at the howling salt mine or fuck it twitter dm us on twitter <laughs> all of them uh on okay. Twitter we are howling salt mine. We couldn't get the the there's a limitation on characters. Get rigged. Um another I just want to throw in one more big shout out here to our buddy Devin Burnett for this amazing, amazing art. If you're in North Carolina, hit him up, get some sweet tattoos from him, um, hang out with him. I mean, he just seems like a super, super cool guy, dude. Fucking get a tattoo and then challenge him, Yu-Gi-Oh! style to a magic card game. It'd be amazing <laughs> when you're all tired and woozy from a three-hour, four-hour
2: tattoo session. <laughs> Can you imagine four-hour tattoo session? And then you just like out of your pocket, just put a, a fucking Slowly. deck and slap it on the table.
0: <laughs> I'll duel you for it. Um <laughs> Yeah, but but seriously, check out Devin's stuff. Uh, he's just a, a really amazing artist, and, and his tattoos are fantastic. Super appreciative to have that art from him, mm-hmm. and to have him be a part of the Howling Saltman family. Yep. Hell yeah! Um, this episode is coming out the day, like this right now. As you listen to this, if you're listening to it on the day it comes out, we are in Las Vegas at Magic Thirty. So. Try to find us, you know. I guess <laughs> uh, it's the day yeah. before Magic 30, but hey, yeah. uh hit us up, try to find us, DM us if you want to like play some games. We got some events we're doing, you know, we got some some other things we're gonna be doing, but uh yeah, track us down, at least say hi. We got those tokens that we can give out, and um
2: hope we see you there. Peace. Why don't you gonna be like blah, 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 stay salty? And don't forget to draw an additional card during your draw step. Blah, 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 blah. Stay salty. And don't forget to draw an additional card
0: during your draw step. Hot. It's
1: the Howling Salt Light. The Howling
0: um, I think we actually said it in a, in an older episode. I think we said it in an older episode. I think we said it in an older episode. The (laughs)
3: Turker (laughs) episode.